Welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, and in this podcast, we talk about all things that I am an expert in or have an interest in, such as language learning, health and fitness, global and societal issues, or whatever I feel like talking about on that particular day. All right, enjoy. What's up, everybody? All right, so I am genuinely excited to record this episode, like more than usual. This episode, I got the idea to do this when I was just listening to another podcast about, you know, how we're brainwashed in certain ways. And I'm like, you know, what a cool idea to do one where I talk about the things that I feel I've been brainwashed with throughout my life. Because I feel like, uh, you know, I, like I, we're always like we're always accusing other people of like, oh, they're just brainwashed. They're brainwashed. But then when we, we sit and realize like, oh, OK, this is the way that I was brainwashed in the past or even then think ahead and say, what am I being brainwashed with right now? Like, what am I going to look back on in 10 years and say, ah, I was totally wrong with what I'm thinking right now, you know, we're not, maybe not totally wrong. See, like that's the, the end message here is that everything is kind of a gray area and there's not that much, like things are usually not so black and white. Um, but the point I want everyone listening to this to understand is that we're all brainwashed in certain ways. We're all brainwashed in certain ways by our parents, by our schools, by our governments, by everything, depending on where you live in the world. And I believe that all of us are brainwashed. And so... Over time, if we have an open mind, we start to realize, huh, okay, yeah, that was, I got brainwashed into that. And in this, I want to share like four areas where I feel like I was brainwashed, maybe even speculate on a few others at the end that are not like as big of ones. Um, and maybe even maybe even think of a few where I might be like brainwashed or brainwashing myself right now, but haven't realized it yet. Um, anyway, and so it's interesting because I think like, well, let's see, numbers two and four are going to be very related. Number one is a very sensitive topic in the U.S. in particular. Um, and number three is, well, still quite a bit up for debate in my opinion. But anyway, let's just let's get into it. Okay, so the first one, the first way that I think I was brainwashed throughout a lot of my life and childhood is by being essentially kind of told that racism in the U.S. had mostly ended in like, you know, it was basically over by the middle of the 20th century or the late 20th century, you know, after Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement. And I think I realized this. Um, I realized that I had been brainwashed into this idea finally a couple years ago because it was after the George Floyd uh, killing in the, you know, here in Minneapolis. And, um, you know, at the time it was a little bit after that. I actually posted something on social media where I said, like, I don't know anybody who's racist. Like, why are so many people making it seem like racism is such a big deal in our society? Like, yes, I understood that this terrible thing happened, you know, whatever. But I didn't feel that racism was a big problem in our society. I got so much heat for posting that on social media from numerous different people right and I didn't even have like a big following you know and and it, it was like after that that I finally started understanding like whoa bro like you've had a, a big misunderstanding of racism in the United States and I, I still think it's a still a nuanced topic to the point where I do maybe I'm still brainwashed a little bit I do think it's still overblown by the media like how much of an impact it is uh, nowadays but see let me take you back because I think what had happened and keep in mind this is when I was like 31 this is after already having like 10 years of my adult life interacting quite a bit with people from different races and backgrounds and still just like didn't understand that you know racism was a problem in the US now I'm not even talking um, I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of you know like the George Floyd killing and, and, and everything like that but um, just the general idea of uh, of racism in the United States like I think what happens and I think what happened like to me and then to also let's just call it a lot of other suburban white people in the US is that when we grew up like in a time like I did in the 90s and early 2000s and like 
you know, you grow up as a kid like me, and you're living in a, you know, it's it's a, a, like a nice home where my mom and dad, you know, like get along. Um, it's some, like slightly upper middle class. I go to a school where like, you know, there are some minorities, but it's majority white. You know, it's like probably 80, well, let's go with 80%, you know, white kids. And then a mix of like some, some black, Latino, Asian, like different races. But like in general, there's not like racial problems at the school, you know. And this is also not, it's, it's like a good school. It's a good public school in the suburbs. This is not like a school in the cities. I had no experience with the inner cities, anything like that. And like you grow up in that environment and it's like you don't see any racial problems, you know, especially when like in general, I'm not interacting with that many people of a different race on a regular basis. Sure, playing basketball with some black guys every now and then, but just like like not seeing, not being exposed to any racial problems at all. Right. And same thing, like just, you know, in school in general. um, See, the, the other thing is, is like. Ah, okay, this is a tricky topic too. It's a very tricky topic, especially now that we have like critical race theory going around in the United States, which is, I don't I don't really support the idea of critical race theory being taught um, without getting into the details of that. But I do agree with the idea that to most of like suburban white America, if you want to call it that, that we are not necessarily taught that well the history of racism in the country or that it's kind of just like overlooked a little bit i believe i believe that the way i grew up is that i was told that you know america is well an inherently good country which i'll actually come back to a little bit towards the end spoiler alert um and that racism kind of ended you know there was slavery and then the civil war you know basically you know president lincoln and the emancipation proclamation that ended slavery and then you know martin luther king and the civil rights movement and all that was like the final end to all of the racism in the u.s you know and i really truly believed like i think up until i was well even like 30 basically i truly believed that we lived in like a completely fair society where racism was just gone you know, and, and because that's what I believe that I was taught growing up, both in school and at home, that like it's just it's not a problem at all. It's done. It's a thing of the past completely. Right. And obviously, you know, 90 whatever percent of people of different races in the U.S. would be like, yeah, that's totally incorrect. Like I faced <laughs> racism, discrimination, whatever, in so many different ways. Maybe it's, it's not as obvious as it was in the past. And of course, there are different parts of the U.S. where it's more obvious than other parts. Right. You know, in the South. Well, you know what they call the South states like Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, you know, Tennessee, the Carolinas, maybe Florida, whatever. In these different states you're going to experience more like direct racism throughout the years whereas here in the north it's a little bit more subtle anyway but it's it's a whole long debate but the point is basically every person of color in the united states is probably going to say oh yeah i've experienced racism from white people at some point you know uh and yeah it's we still live in a somewhat racist society in certain ways and i just i had no clue i literally had no clue and the funny thing about it is like at the time even up until three years ago i I literally (laughs) I didn't look at racism. See, the thing about racism in the United States, when they talk about racism in the United States, obviously people are talking basically directly about white people, mostly against black people, but against people of other races. It's the people in power, as you know, the white people traditionally have been here in the United States, uh, being discriminatory and racist towards people of other races, black people and the people of the other races. See, I didn't even I didn't even understand it that way. Like I understood racism, which if you take the traditional definition, the true definition of racism, sure, like anyone can be racist. You know, black people can be racist against white people, whatever, blah, 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 you know, vice versa. We can all be racist to people of other races. But but like I didn't even understand the fact that like in the United States, when people talk about racism, historically, they're talking about 
white people enslaving black people and white people segregating like white people <laughs> doing terrible things to people of other races like that's what it's about now we could make the you know we could talk all day about the nuances of how nowadays there's kind of a lot of I don't know if you want to call it like white shaming but there is a lot of like content out there that I feel is meant to like make current white people like myself kind of feel shame for for the past you know a time when I wasn't even alive right um but anyway the point is I just I did not understand I did not understand I thought that we were living in a society that was just truly fair and that racism basically didn't exist anymore uh and it was a wonderful beautiful country because I had never been exposed much to these things and the school system and family system that I grew up in really didn't teach me about it maybe you know some of it is just my own ignorance obviously but I also feel like there's a lot of people that come from a background like I did who just like, oh, we have no idea. And then finally now over the past few years, I think uh, the people who try to like get the truth out, like, no, there's still a lot of race issues in the United States. They finally started to get their message heard by more of us. Now, what do we do about it? Well, that's another more nuanced topic, right? Um, and like I said, this is this is a very nuanced topic, but that is this is that's the one one big area to start with where I think I was brainwashed at a certain point in my life. Okay, now the second one where I think I was brainwashed for a time was essentially thinking that um, I'll just put it like this: I'll say that like that the religion of Islam was the biggest threat to the West and the United States of America, and this was kind of like when I was about nineteen through maybe 24 or 5, I kind of had this idea in my head. And it kind of makes sense because, um, you know, this was a time that was, well, it wasn't that long after the 9-11 attacks. It, you know, there was a lot going on in the Middle East, and there was a lot of, you know, terrorism was definitely a real thing. Um, I'm not even really, to be honest, just put this out there, I'm not even really sure what my opinion is on... 9-11 being an inside job, you know, and like who was truly, truly, truly behind it all. But like, okay, you know, Muslim, Islamic extremism and terrorism against the U.S. and the West definitely exists. I don't think anybody's going to deny that. And I've even, you know, I speak Arabic, I've been to the Middle East, and there are even certain Muslims who I've met that I don't really like just because I do feel that they are really trying as hard as they can to convert others to their religion, um, even when we don't want to. You know, I've been, I've had... I've had Muslims like tell me before, like, wait, you're still Christian? And just give me like the dirty look, basically. Um, and, you know, there's that. And then um, I think the Quran, the Quran itself, you know, which I've read um, during my Arabic learning journey, I think that it's mostly, I, yeah, I think it, it's it, like the core of the religion and the book itself is trying to convert others to the religion. Now, we could sit there and say, okay, well, they're they trying to do it via peaceful means or violent means. This is all, you know, uh, up for debate as well but like the main point here is that it's really only a very small percentage of muslims who actually want to let's call it take over the world through violent means okay and we could also argue like even when you talk about you know the worst of the worst right for example like osama bin laden excuse me you take someone who's quote unquote the worst of the worst like osama bin laden and you you have to look at it and say okay well he did state his reasons you know like obviously like, yeah you can't condone flying planes into buildings but like he stated his reasons okay you, the u.s had done this they had they had invaded this country they had had military bases in saudi arabia you know it's like all, all these reasons you know like it's it's never it's i'm one at this point i don't believe in good and evil okay i believe in people being selfish in general and you know everyone having different interests right whether this is on a personal level or on like an organizational level right and so you know um 
Yeah, I guess my point is, is like, we're always made out to believe like, oh, this is a bad guy and this is a good guy, right? Um, which I think that's just a, like a level of brainwashing in itself. I think, I, I think that most of us, I think a lot of you listening to this are brainwashed with a religious perspective that there is good and evil. I don't think there is good and evil, okay? Um, but anyway, um, or at least not that people themselves are good and people themselves are evil. I think we're kind of all capable of both in a lot of different ways. But anyway, um, so the point is, is at that time, you know, this is what was going on in the United States. And I think because of the, let's just call it propaganda. I mean, ultimately, everything is propaganda in a certain way. Um, you know, Bob, from certain news outlets, which was mostly all of them at the time, um, and from, you know, reading books by a lot of different people and, you know, whatever, I was kind of given this idea that, no, like, we, we have a true enemy. The United States, we have an enemy, and it is radical Islam. And even the whole religion itself sort of promotes this radicalism, right? And, um, you know, at the time, what it made me want to do is work either in intelligence or in the foreign services right now. And I, I didn't end up actually working in either of those um, positions. And I'm actually I'm kind of glad that I didn't just because I think now... I might have just continued going down the path of more brainwashedness had I done that, if that makes sense. And I consider myself to be more open now to the topic. Um, I think, I, I, like I said, I still, at this point, I think it's very, very nuanced. I see the religion of Islam as something that, do I see it as like a net positive to the world? Well, very complicated topic. Um, but once again, I think where I was brainwashed is in the idea that that you know like the extremism is the the majority of it if that makes sense um and that it truly is like an enemy of the united states of america and the west which i i totally disagree with at this point and um i could even make the argument that it might be you know i can make the argument that it would actually be like the best religion for most of us to uh, to uh, adhere to nowadays um but that's a very nuanced topic very very nuanced topic but i think i was definitely brainwashed into believing that it was like an inherent force for evil in the world and a true threat to the United States of America. Um, once again, not condoning extremism, but the thing is extremism ex exists like pretty much um, everywhere, you know, in every religion and belief and, and everything like that. So that was one area I think I got brainwashed um, in in my kind of, well, late teens and early 20s. Um, okay, so now the the third one that I want to talk about is this is a tricky one, and I'm, maybe I'm even kind of brainwashed in the opposite direction now. But about six years ago, I had a period where I was a vegetarian and even a vegan for just a very short while because I was very into the idea that uh, you know eating meat in general is really bad for the environment. Now, a lot of you were listening and rolling your eyes, and you're sitting there thinking, well, it's because it is. <sighs> very, very tricky topic. But like, basically, I could kind of have gotten brainwashed into the idea that Eating a plant-based diet was better both for the environment and for our health, okay? Definitely disagree with the second one now. I definitely disagree with the second, okay? Because now, over the past couple of years, I've put, uh, well, you know, I've been eating a lot of meat and even a lot of red meat in my diet, and now I feel better and look better than ever, basically, at 34 years old. And uh, now the key is to avoid processed meats, okay, and to cook your meat the right way, but that's another topic for another day. But anyway, um, I've realized now that for most people, for most people, one of the best things that you can do for your health is to have quality meats in your diet on a daily basis, not processed meats, okay? Good quality meats from good sources. And like I said, another topic for another day if you need more details on that. Uh, but I think that I was very brainwashed. I think we live in a society with a lot of 
propaganda towards plant-based diets and towards not eating meat, which may come for different reasons. I can't really even figure out why exactly it's pushed as hard as it is. But from a health standpoint, I definitely disagree at this point. Now, from a what's truly better for the environment standpoint, yeah, I'm not going to argue that there's more methane emissions and more of a, you know, carbon footprint or whatever from the production of red meat compared to, you know, plant-based stuff, whatever. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, make that argument. Um, but I also really question how big of an impact on the environment it is if we're eating meat and then also, like, just among all the things that impact the environment and then, like, what would you replace it with? And, you know, it's, 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 it's more – it's – it's like a much more nuanced conversation than just, um, oh, okay, you're being better for the world and better for the environment if you stop eating meat. Because then what? What's the domino effect? Okay, well, so they, they had to produce one less chicken or one less cow or like what? Where'd the chicken go? Where'd the cow go? What happened then in the ecosystem? Like, it's just such a complex thing. Like, when everyone talks about the environment, one of my things, it's like, this is so complex. This whole thing is so complex. And you're looking at, like, models that are talking about... Um, you know, what's apparently going to happen in 2030 or 40 or 50 or whatever if we don't make changes. But it's like, guys, this is so complex. There's so many factors in this. How much do we actually have control over anyway? How much can we realistically predict? Like the whole climate change thing is just so massively complex. And I think all of us are brainwashed about it towards one way or the other. Like over the last couple of years, I probably started getting brainwashed too much the other way from all the people on the right who say like, well, climate change is a hoax. It's the biggest hoax of the whole century. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Alex Jones. You know, we're like, whatever. But like, I don't think it's a hoax, but I think it's a massively complex thing that we really don't actually have that much control over. And it would like, changing it would just take you'd almost have to go back in time to like begin changing our impact on it. And anyway, it's, it's massively complex. Uh, but I think a lot of people are brainwashed when it comes to the environment in one way or the other. Now I say right now, I've been almost brainwashed in the opposite direction because for a while I kind of was starting to believe those people say, well, climate change is just a hoax. And then I also kind of was starting to go really down like more of a carnivore eating path just in terms of like health and diet um, because my body did feel pretty good eating mostly meat. However, I, I don't think that that's the answer either. I, I wouldn't recommend like a carnivore style diet to most people. I think that as usual, the answer with this is somewhere in the middle. Okay. But we gravitate towards the extremes more often. So that's another area I think I've gotten brainwashed in like in multiple ways. Okay. Because there's so much propaganda, like on all sides talking about it. Now, the, the last big one I want to talk about, number four, and this is related to number two, even related, it's related to all of them, especially related to number one and number two. I was brainwashed into the idea that the U.S. government is an inherent force for good in the world. Now, <clears throat> probably got ancestors rolling over in their graves right now thinking, oh, you're going to badmouth your country, you traitor. Okay, I'll say it again. I don't really believe in people or organizations being good or bad. I believe in people and organizations having interests, and then we do things that serve our interests, typically, okay? I believe the United States, like every other country, has its interests, and it works doing some good things and some not-so-good things to serve those interests. And because, like, this is especially when you grew up, you know, like the way I did, um... Like I said, kind of in that suburban American household, you know, you're led to believe that, oh, the United States is such an incredible country, um, and which it is. It's a, it's a great country in a lot of ways. It's still the land of opportunities. I still would, I think it's probably the best country in the world, maybe, if you're looking 
for a new opportunity. I'm not saying it's the best country in the world overall. It's a tricky topic, but um, it's it's still definitely one of the best in terms of opportunities um, and being able to move up if you work hard, so to speak. It's definitely still got to be one of the best there. But especially like the U.S. government, especially like in its foreign relations, like this is where I'm just like, oh, man. And I think a lot of us have kind of started to see it this way as well now. It's like I think we grew up being told that the U.S. is the good guy. You know, it's like, oh, well, it was the Cold War, but it was, it was like, you know, Russia versus the U.S. and the U.S. is the good guy. We're the capitalists, not the communists, okay? And then, like, even in the whole, like, the war on terror, it's like, well, the U.S. is the good guy. You know, we're, we're going to go over there and liberate Iraq, you know, from Saddam, who, like, by the way, apparently didn't have anything actually to do with al-Qaeda and didn't have nuclear weapons and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, but anyway, um, another topic for another day once again but we're we're brainwashed we are brainwashed and this is even before the u.s got divided due to you know uh donald trump and the pandemic and everything like that like this was back when the u.s was more united in the sense of like all news channels said that the u.s is the good guy in the world right and that these other countries, whether it's Russia or China or all these Middle Eastern countries, maybe, you know, Iran, um, Saudi Arabia. I'm still not a big fan of Saudi Arabia or the Gulf Arab countries. Let me be real about that. You know, Cuba, everything else that represents communism or socialism or whatever. Like the U.S., we're the good guy and they're the bad guys. Well, <laughs> once again, a little bit more nuanced than that, unfortunately. Um, and um, it's not that I don't like or trust the U.S. government. Um, it's just that I don't like or trust their intentions, its intentions, whatever you want to call it, more than any other government out there, if that makes sense. Um, and I think I really started getting woken up to this. It was actually someone, used to be a special someone, um, from from Brazil, who was very, very well studied and intelligent in the areas of, area of international relations that started telling me this and essentially just told me like straight up this is in 2016 when i still kind of had this mindset that the u.s was like the good guy in the world and she says the u.s is just an imperialist country that's all it is they're just a big bully that takes advantage of other countries and they're imperialist and i'm like what you're not supposed to say that people from the middle east are maybe supposed to say that from your you're from brazil you're not supposed to say that brazilians are supposed to like us what the heck you know i mean i had heard this type of language you know in jordan for example they say you know oh, well why did the u.s invade iraq because of oil obviously and i was like no no but you know that seems like that kind of was the case i mean i don't know but when i started hearing when i heard it from her in brazil i was just like whoa huh Maybe there really is something that I'm missing here. And once again, it's a very nuanced topic. But, yeah, I think I was brainwashed into believing that the United States government is an inherent force for good in the world when it's just it's, it's, it's a great power country that has its interests. And I feel like sometimes it uses them for good and sometimes for not so good. And that's the way it is. Um, so those are four areas I feel like I've been brainwashed. Now, other areas where I feel like I... You know that I maybe could talk about well one area actually I think I'm somewhat brainwashed right now I might look back in five or ten years and be like yeah you were getting brainwashed because of your current experience and because of all this content that's out there right now but I think I might be brainwashed in the area of like masculinity um, I'll let you guys listen to my other episodes that I have related to masculinity um, I think I may be brainwashed in a certain way about how to behave as a man and how to how to attract women. Um, 
Maybe not. I'm at where I'm at in life right now for different reasons based on personal experience and just what I've seen in society. Um, but I think there's propaganda out there that's feeding me. There's algorithms out there that are feeding me information that I want to hear that goes along with what I'm starting to think. But it might be somewhat brainwashed and it's a bit more nuanced and not so black and white once you really break it down. But anyway, like the key message here is just to try to sit there and understand, okay, in what areas of life might you be brainwashed? Why do you believe certain things you do about yourself in society or about society in general, about the world, right? Why do you believe these things? In what areas might you be brainwashed? In what areas do you realize now, oh, yeah, I was kind of wrong about that in the past. I don't agree with that. Why were you brainwashed? How are you possibly being brainwashed now? by the people, the organizations, the, the governments, the, the news outlets, the social media machines that are giving you your information. How are you being brainwashed? Okay. Just think about it. All right. Love y'all. Talk again soon. Peace.